0: Hard. It's time for kickoff. Kickoff. First the end zone, touchdown. With
1: Boomer Asiasen and Mike Valenti.
0: Oh, we are back at it. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. Boomer, how are you, my man? You know what?
1: I'm doing great, Mike. And uh, you know, when I think about the NFL and I think about all the different things that could happen, I think we knew that Christian McCaffrey was going to get traded. I'm shocked yeah. that he got traded for four first, uh, four picks, I should say, four draft picks to the San Francisco 49ers. I think it's a great move by the 49ers. They are an all-in team, and I don't know if you know this, but this seems to be like an arms race out there in the NFC West, and you know the Rams aren't just going to stand pat. No, and it's a couple of things too, Boomer,
0: is A, he's a rental. I was shocked at the
1: compensation, but if you look at the
0: football fit, isn't this perfect? I I mean, he's used to his own scheme, so he fits right in there. And Shanahan, I mean, this is like nightmare fuel if you're a linebacker facing the Niners. He's going to move all the chess pieces and he's going to find your Achilles heel and just keep slicing. I, I, I thought it was a brilliant move for them. They paid I, a lot, but it's brilliant
1: though. They paid a lot for sure. And then when you take a look at his contract this year, it's only about 650,000 against the cap, which is unbelievable. And then next year and the year after that and the year after that, I think he's going to average out to about 12 million against the cap. And by that time, they'll be able to figure out how they'll be able to manage the entire cap. And I, I think this is good for Jimmy Garoppolo, for sure. But remember, this team is still built on their defensive line, and they got to get healthy. And I think Nick Bosa is going to play this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. So that will be the game of the week, and that will be the game we'll all be looking forward to.
0: Yeah. All right, with that, let's get to the rundown.
1: This is the NFL Rundown.
0: All right, Booms, I want to have a little fun with you. Thursday night football, let's go back to it. Straight up, was that the most destructive half of football you've ever seen a quarterback (laughs) play? Andy Dalton goes, pick in the end zone, into a pick six, into hold my beer, watch this trick, pick six again. I've never seen anything like
1: it. Yeah, I felt bad for him. I've been in games like that where I've thrown for about 450 yards and I've had three picks and four touchdowns, but – you know that first pick real I mean the well the second pick I should say that turned into a return for a touchdown was not his fault. I mean that goes right off of his receiver's hands and that's just part of living as a quarterback, but I do believe that we could change maybe some of these statistics to reflect the fact that the receiver dropped the ball for God's sake. The second one was a really bad one and I know that is going to stick with him. That's the one that sticks with you all week. You can't sleep at night. You have like um, nightmares about it. But, you know, finally at least we got a game that had some points in it and maybe Kyler Murray kind of settled down a little bit. And I do like the fact that he and Cliff Kingsbury showed a little bit of emotion on the sideline.
0: I was going to ask you about that. Something or nothing. You're good with it. That's just two competitors. That's just a moment.
1: I just think about me and my man, uh, Sam Weish. We used to have our moments on the sideline. Uh, People can't really truly appreciate the intensity, especially when you're losing and things aren't going well. And you have two hotheads. You have uh, Kyler Murray, who's a hothead. And you, of course, have Cliff Kingsbury, who I didn't realize he was as vocal as he, the guys have said he is now. But uh, I don't have any problem with it whatsoever. As long as they win, when they lose, yeah. that's when it really looks bad. Yeah, that was a had-to-have-it game. I want to ask you,
0: Bills and Chiefs, obviously number one and number two in the AFC, but let's have some fun. Who's the three
1: seed in the AFC right now in your mind? Uh, You know, I would say probably the Bengals are. And I feel like the last two weeks, the Bengals have started to come on pretty good. Their offense is starting to shake it up a little bit now. Their offensive line hasn't given up the sacks. Joe Burrow's getting rid of the ball. Their defense has been solid all year long. So I'm It's going to so say,
0: underrated, Boomer. It's so underrated. Nobody appreciates the Bengal D.
1: Yeah, well, Lou Adarumo, their defensive coordinator, is a terrific defensive coordinator. And last year, in December and in January, and then again in February, of course, he his defense really was one of the reasons why they were able to stay in a lot of those games, especially games in the playoffs where they got the three picks against Tennessee. And, of course, they turned the game around, I thought, at the end of the first half against Kansas City in the AFC Championship game when Andy Reid... You know, eschewed the field goal attempt and went for it, and they didn't get the point. So that whole game shifted there, and that's because of Lou Anaruma Anaruma and what he does with that defense. So for me right now, I would say that the Bengals are starting to show a little life. They got the Falcons this week at home, so hopefully they come away with another win and they continue on their winning ways.
0: Uh, I want to ask you, obviously you might know what this means because I had no holy clue. When Aaron Rodgers comes out, they played – they were atrocious – He's yet to have a game with two seventy five. By the way, um, talking about they need to simplify the offense. Lafleur goes up there about ten seconds later, looks in the camera, smiles, and is like, "I don't even know what that means. Can you unpack any of that for me? I mean, what are we even talking
1: about? You know, Aaron Rodgers is complicated. <laughs> uh, that's what it is. He's a real. He could be a real pain in the ass. To be honest with you." And I like Aaron. I'm a huge fan of his and I think he does spectacular things on the football field, but off the field he's mercurial. He's a little bit wacky. Um, you know, he they even asked him as to whether or not the team would be involved in trades for wide receivers. You know, he's got a room full of wide receivers that he's got to deal with right now. So you also have to worry about the long-term, you know, damage that he may be doing to some of these young kids. I, you know, I don't know exactly everything that's going on there, but he seems to be distancing himself from you know, the kind of responsibility that he has to, has to show. And the reason I say that is because if you're going to make $50 million and you're going to eat up that much of the salary cap somewhere along the line, you're going to end up paying for it. And for him right now, he's paying for it with a youthful group, group of wide receivers. And I know he's frustrated, but he makes it really difficult on everybody around him, including Matt LaFleur. So I... I think there's a frustration there from the Green Bay front office side, but I do believe that they know that they have one of the great quarterbacks of his generation. The problem is they don't have anybody for him to throw to right now.
0: Yeah, uh, weird. Who could see it coming? You trade the best receiver, arguably, in Packer history, and you replace him with a daycare center. Weird, right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> just remember, that wide receiver wanted to leave. I know, but boom! They had to do something, and they did nothing. And you, they could you, not you know what Well, I they know. tried.
1: They tried, but they couldn't spend seventy million dollars on two players on offense. They just can't, you can't do that in the no. NFL.
0: And their defense needs to play better. I'm so sick of hearing about how much draft capital and money they spend on that defense. It's good. It needs to be great, and it's not. Um, I want to ask you about Brady, and I th- this was weird to me. The story all week, a lot of smoke. You had some people who cover the league bring it up. Brady possibly calling it quits in season. I thought that was insane. (laughs) And then he got asked about it. I just, where are you at with Brady? I, he ain't walking away mid year, but I mean, how do you build him back? He
1: looks awful. Well, I, I, first of all, he's not quitting in mid season. I can tell you that right now. Um, so that, that's uh, whatever, wherever that hyperbole came from. I'm not really sure. Uh, secondly, uh, (laughs) <laughs> There's a chance he may come back and play again next year if the divorce oh. goes through with Giselle because he won't have Giselle breathing down his neck to quit football. So oh, you never God. know about that. Uh, the other thing, too, is, is that I I just think he's fine. I think they're going to be a playoff team. I still think that they're going to win that NFC South. Uh, they may have to go on the road and go win a playoff game or two to in order to make it to the Super Bowl. But... Believe it or not, I still am bullish on the, the Bucks. I'm certainly bullish on Tom Brady. I am ne- I will never ever go against him in a situation man, like this, man. even though it hasn't looked great.
0: Boomer, you are the cello player on the Titanic. <laughs> you are going down holding that violin with these. I mean, look, you better thank they better thank God they're in that division, because I'll tell you they are.
1: Well, are, you remember right. you remember when he was in the AFC East? The AFC East wasn't that great either.
0: Yeah. So it's not yeah.
1: like, you know, he's at the right place at the right time with the right team. Now, you know, the interesting thing is, remember, they have a new head coach down there, and Todd Bowles does th- things differently than Bruce Arians. Yep. So that also could be having somewhat of a negative impact on the overall success of that team. But we also know that injuries on that offensive line. And the other thing I would say, I was a little bit, uh, I almost want to say shocked, because I know how Tom is on the sideline. When things aren't going well, he tries to amp people up. He tries to get people angry. He tries to get himself mentally angry and yep. on edge. Uh, the fact that he went to uh, Robert Kraft's wedding last week and missed a walkthrough on Saturday, you know that, doesn't like sit, that does not sit well with me, I can tell you right now. And no, I don't think his I'll teammates t- like it either.
0: No, and I look, I, I'm not going to try to play Frazier Crane, but I'm just at a point he's acting differently. This isn't the same guy. It feels like real life's catching up with him a little bit. He's, I'm got not a a going,
1: he's got a lot of stuff going on, Mike. A lot of no, stuff. No,
0: that's what I'm saying, and we have to acknowledge it. I just don't think we can pretend he's totally compartmentalizing. I don't think that that's accurate. Um, I want to ask you about Nick Sirianni, and maybe, maybe I'm crazy, Boomer. Eagles come out. They just light it up in the first half every week. They're a machine. There's tempo. There's precision. They're killing people. The second half, it's like a train with square wheels. It, what What is it here now? I mean, is this people figuring it out? Is this something about their install? W- what am I missing where the Eagles just can't get it going in the second half?
1: All right, so this is where teams have to self-scout themselves. And they have to look at themselves and figure out what they're doing right and kind of accentuate that and then figure out what they're doing wrong. And I know coaching staffs do this all throughout the season. And they have analytics geeks looking at them. They have scouts looking at them. Everybody is looking at ways – to improve the football team, especially when you have the only undefeated football team in the league. So sometimes, what happens when you get big leads, you naturally just let down. It doesn't. It's not something that you're doing on purpose. It just means the other team is playing with a little bit more desperation, a little, uh, a little bit more anger. Nobody wants to ever get pushed around. The other coaching staff is challenging the, you know, the. Uh, I would say the testosterone of their own team. So this is, I think, what's happening a little bit with the Eagles, but I'm sure that Nick Sirianni and his coaching staff are trying to figure out a way to be much more effective in the second half and be the same team that they had been in the first half. So they're 6-0. Um, they, they definitely uh, are, are the best team in the NFC right now. And to me, I, I just think that they're going to try to figure this out. And if he's a good coach, like I do believe he is, uh, they'll kind of even things out and be more consistent through four quarters of play. Uh, I can't believe we're about to do
0: this topic: Giants and Jets. Is it time for us to look at these two as more than just
1: cute and cuddly and fun? Are they possibly wild card teams? Um, I would say yes. Uh, the Giants have a better chance, I think, just simply because of the NFC uh, and the fact that they only have one loss, which is amazing. And this week they travel on the road to Jacksonville. Uh, look I do out, like Boomer. I, I do. I. I you know. I know. I do like their coaching kind of sense. I like the Wink-Martindale-Brian-Dayball combination, yeah. and it really has had a profound effect on this team. And last week, for the first time, Kayvon Thibodeau, their first-round draft pick, came up with a huge play against Lamar Jackson. And we were talking all week long here in New York that if they could beat the Ravens, because this was a game, and you know this as a Giant fan, that normally the Giants lose at home in their front of their home fans. And it's a yep. just a muddling game. It's an ugly game. But no, it wasn't. And... By the way, the week before their defense showed up, they beat the Packers, and their defense made the plays late in the fourth quarter. This week, it was the offense and Daniel Jones showing up in the fourth quarter and leading a fourth comeback this year, four more than he's had the previous year. So he's only had three up to this year, and he's already had four this year. So that's a good thing. That's a good sign for your New York Giants.
0: Hey, Wondell Robinson came back. It'd be nice if somebody could locate Kadarius Toney, but we'll leave that one alone. Um, I want to ask you real quick, what is this Elijah Moore story? Team's winning. You're a second-year player. I know he only was targeted once this past week, but he's been in the mix. Demanding a trade. I go, what? They're not trading you, kid. You're on a dirt cheap contract, and you're talented.
1: What am I missing here? Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. He's been targeted 28 times. Uh, Corey... Davis has been targeted 32 times, and I believe that Garrett Wilson is about 70 times. So it's not like he's not getting targeted. He's just not getting balls thrown to him. And last week, after the Packers game, nobody even looked at him. They only threw the ball 18 times, and they only completed it 10. You know, it was a driving rainstorm. Their defense was playing great against Aaron Rodgers, and their special team scored a touchdown. So you kind of get knocked off track on offense, and there's just not a lot of opportunities. You know, he has the same agent as Robbie Anderson. And you saw what Robbie Anderson, he, he yeah. was a pain in the ass down in Carolina and they couldn't wait to get rid of him. So they traded him to Arizona. So maybe there's a little bit of that going on. And everybody out there right now knows that there are three teams that are trying to acquire wide receivers. It's the Rams, the Packers, the the chiefs to some extent as well. So you know that there are these young wide receivers kind of envisioning playing maybe with Aaron Rodgers or with Patrick Mahomes. And I do believe that that is kind of what's fueling some of this for Elijah Moore. But I, I'm with you. They are not going to trade him. He's one of their key draft picks from last year. They just have to find the right role for him. But the other thing, too, is you know, they need to get Zach Wilson going here. He's got to be more the reason of why they're winning. And I think they're going to have a really, really tough go this week against the Denver Broncos. You and I are absolutely in alignment on that one, but we'll
0: we'll save that for the picks. Uh, I know you. I know you enjoy this slash hate this. So let's do it. Coaching malpractice uh, award of the week. I want, but this one's questionable. I want to know where you're at with this. So Bills Chiefs game of the week. It was awesome to watch. So McDermott already. You've already got a red zone turnover. They fumble after the big the first drive, and I go, oh man, they're in trouble. So you're at least down three points there, right? You're a minus three. But then they come back, game 7-3. They drive it down. They got a fourth and goal from the three. They passed on the field goal. And at that point, I think you watched it the same way I did. That was a defensive game. You knew this wasn't going to be 38-38. He passed on it. They don't get it. Now you're down a possible six. I know analytically right move. I didn't like it at all because the analytics don't take into account the actual game you're playing. I wanted your take on McDermott on that, on that
1: All right. Play. So I, and I always tell you that you have to take into account who you're playing, where you're playing, and who's playing for you, and what kind of condition are they in, and, and what kind of statement are you trying to make. So every game has its own set of circumstances that you're dealing with. For the Buffalo Bills, this game has been on the schedule the day that it came out, and everybody's been focusing on this. And I think Sean McDermott said, you know what? We're going in. We're going to be aggressive. And I have one of the best quarterbacks in the league who's playing at an MVP level. I have the best defense in football that I can rely on. If I make a decision and it doesn't work out, I think they'll get me the ball back. And I got to tell you, when I look at it, I, I I I was thinking about you, and I th- I might have texted you. I'm not even sure if I texted you during the game when this happened. And I was just saying to myself, this is the situation that if I'm Sean McDermott, I am being uber aggressive um, okay. because we're playing against Patrick Mahomes and we're in arrowhead. You know, the other thing we found out in this game is that even if you squib the kick uh, after you score a touchdown or a field goal, that Patrick Mahomes can still score with only 12 seconds left to go on the clock, so uh, I think Sean McDermott has gone through some coaching lessons over the last two years playing at Arrowhead and in, in just really unique situations. So his aggressiveness, I can appreciate in this in this particular situation.
0: All right, now the picks, and I'm telling you, Boomer and I are revving the engines. We're heating up, people. <laughs> We're heating up. We'll get to the picks next. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
1: Now back to kickoff kick with Boomer Asiasen and Mike Valenti.
0: All right, we are back. It is time for the picks. People, look, mistakes have been made, but but me and Booms here, we are heating up three straight winning weeks, and this maniac makes us pick every game. So that includes all the game that you and your friends want no part of, Boomer. Uh.
1: You know Next what? I, winning week. I understand, Mike. You know, but the thing is, you know, people need to hear us talk about every single team that's in action, and unfortunately, uh, you know, we're in the midst of these buys, so we have plenty of time to talk about all of these teams and all of these matchups.
0: And we are. And I'm telling you, as I labeled this on our football betting podcast, I do cash the ticket. This is door number two this week. You ain't getting door number one with the things that have been working. This <laughs> is what's behind door number two. Uh, let's get to the picks. Picks of the week. All right, th- this is the this is the Boomer Bowl. We got to start with this. This is a Boomer matchup. Titans lay in two and a half, hosting the Colts.
1: Take it. I don't want nothing to do with this. Yeah, well, you know, I think that the Colts uh, have finally turned their season around. They're 3-2-1. and one. Uh, They're right behind the Titans. Now, I know the Titans have won five, I think, out of the last six between these two teams. It yes. looks like Jonathan Taylor and Shaquille Leonard are both going to play in this game. And I just feel like this is the point where you know Frank Reich, my college roommate, has always seemed to turn his season around. And it's been you know they were teetering last week against the Jaguars. Matt Ryan played exceptionally well. I am going to take the Colts on the road here. I I'm doing the same thing,
0: and I feel like I am about to walk into a rake. But I'm going to take the Colts. And you're right; as long as it's not September, Frank's got a shot. I'll take I'll take the Colts. This right here is going to break my heart. Jags laying three hosting the 5-1 and one New York Giants. Boomer.
1: Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. I um, I actually love the coaching dynamic between Dayball and, uh, and Wink Martindale. Uh, I love the way the players are responding to it. I love the way that they're winning games. This reminds me of the game that they opened the season with when they went down there to see the Titans and they somehow won that game. Daniel Jones is actually becoming a real NFL quarterback right before my eyes. Now, I'm not saying that he is going to be thrown 45 times and they're going to be winning, but he's a winning quarterback. He's played winning. He's managing the games right. He's playing situational football right. Um, I'm going to take the Giants here. I I know that you're going to want to go with the Jags, but I I just feel like there's something special that is happening with the Giants right now, and it continues this week. I'm going to make you feel better before I ride off into the sun. Uh, The Jags since
0: 2012, 4-39. Against the NFC, eight and thirty-five against the number in those games. So naturally, I'll take the Jags. Uh, let's go, Bucks laying a metric ton to the Panthers. Yes. thirteen points.
1: I, I don't like. I don't like giving this many points. I really don't. But uh, the the uh, I, what's going on with the Panthers right now is an absolute mess. Uh, the owner comes out and says that the interim head coach Steve Wilkes has to do something incredible to keep the job. Meanwhile, he's trading away his players. Yeah, right, very uh, motivating. Yeah, very, very motivating. I'm not, you know, I think it looks like they're going to stay with P.J. Walker as quarterback in this game. Uh, the Bucks are coming off of just a horrendous loss at the hands of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's been a long week down in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady's ha- had to answer a million questions. This is a game where he comes out and throws for 350 yards and five touchdowns. I'm taking the Bucks and I'm laying the points. I just
0: think the Bucks are broken. I can't believe I'm doing this. I'll take the Panthers. Uh, Packers laying four
1: and a half at Washington. Yeah, um, Taylor Heineke you know starting. know what to do. Yeah, I know. You know what to do. I know what to do here. This is what's happening. Taylor Heineke is starting for Washington, and I love it. I love the fact yes. that he's going to be able to move around, get out there, make those extra plays. Those And you know what? He's been sitting there now for about two years, and he's wondering, you remember me, guys? We almost beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with you as, with right. as quarterback in, these, uh, in that playoff game. So, I think Taylor is actually going to have a good game here against this Green Bay defense. I'm going to take the com- Commanders at home, and I'll take the points. I think they keep it close. Uh, this is one of the only times I ever really believe the backup's an upgrade.
0: Wentz has no confidence, holds the ball too long. This kid's more mobile. He's gutty. I think the team loves him. I'm all in. Commander. I'm proud of you, Boomer. That's personal growth. That's a big pick by you. <laughs> yes, it is. Co- I'm taking the Commanders. Cowboys laying seven to the Lions. All right, Dak
1: Prescott's coming back, baby. I think that uh, this is the coming-out party. Kellen Moore wants to make sure that everybody knows that Dak is the unquestioned starting quarterback. He's going to draw up a great game plan for him. He's going to give him opportunities to throw touchdown passes. The Lions are coming off the bye. The Lions had to go into the bye after that shutout loss at New England. I just don't see how the Lions can stay with the Cowboys. The defense will be all over Jared Goff. I know the Lions uh, You know, usually – You know, A team will come back from a bye and play well, and they'll be rested. But I just think the Cowboys have too much for them. I'll lay the points, and I'll take the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, normally I I would take the dog here. And the Lions are actually pretty good, despite being morbid uh, as an organization. They're good off the bye. This Aaron Glenn defense, you can run it, you can pass it. They don't do nothing. They stand there with paper bags on their heads. I'll I'll take the Cowboys, but I'm not comfortable. All right, these are your Bengals laying six and a half against our man, Arch. The Arthur Smith train six and all against the number. What do you got,
1: man? I'm telling you this is a hard one for me because you know what he's done with Marcus Mariota has not been bad and their young defense is getting turnovers and making plays. But here's the thing. The Bengals have finally found their game. We talked about this earlier in the show. I told you, I thought that they were the third best team in the AFC right now. Their offense is starting to hit on all cylinders. A couple of their wide receivers, Higgins and Jamar chase set out one day of practice this week. I think that they will be ready to rock and roll. Um, I am not going to lay this many points, but I will think. I expect the Bengals to win, but I think the way that the Atlanta Falcons have played for Arthur Smith, I'm going to take him and the points. I
0: I think this is a nice spot for the Bengals. It breaks my heart. I I love our man Arthur. Here, here's one interesting thing, and I don't know if people care about it. There's in the last 44 years of the NFL, only four teams have started seven and zero against the number. Atlanta's trying to be number five. I'm going to take the Bengals here. I, I, I think the, the, the Atlanta and the Giants are in the same spot. They're just due for a clunker. So I, I'm going to go Bengals. You there. know what I think
1: you should do, Mike? What's that, you know, Since you have all these statistics and you put them in your brain and all this stuff mm. comes spitting out of your mouth, you should actually apply for a job with the New York Yankees in their analytics department to help Aaron Boone manage the Yankees. Will you please, Boomer? Will you put a ball in play? (laughs) Put a ball in play. Okay.
0: God. Yes. Ravens I. I don't even get me going on that. Ravens minus six and a half against the Browns.
1: Go. Yeah, I love the Ravens, and you know the Browns' uh, defense coordinator came out this week and said, you know, I thought we were going to be a little bit better than we are. They're not good. They stink. Uh, I do not like the Browns. Uh, You know, they're waiting for Deshaun Watson to come back. This is going to be a tough spot for Jacoby Brissett. And even though the Browns run the ball great, that's fine. They just don't score a lot of points. So I will lay the points, and I will take the home team, the Ravens, even though these two teams know each other well. It's a divisional matchup, and I feel like I'm going against what I would normally think would be a close game here. I just Correct. don't like the way the Browns have been playing.
0: No, and Jacoby can't stop turning it over. He's out. He's just, just giving it away. I, I can't. Can't do it. Ravens and uh, Broncos laying a point. To America's Jets. Come on, oh, you boy. know what to do.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I uh, I made this pick in uh, on my show at WFAN on uh, Friday, and I was waffling back and forth. It seems so obvious that the Jets are going to win this game. I don't know who's playing quarterback at the moment when we talk here, whether it's Brett Ripon or whether it's uh, Russell Wilson. It really doesn't matter. It's going to be a really low-scoring game. Both defenses are going to not dominate the opposing offenses, I'm going to take the Broncos at home, and and I I actually think that you know Russell, I mean Zach Wilson has got to show me something against the top flight defense. Denver's got the third ranked defense in football. I could see a couple turnovers here from him, and I could see the Broncos finally winning a game in front of their home fans. And again,
0: it's not a shot at the Jets or Giants that I'm picking against them, but it's hard to do what they've been doing. And let's face it, the Jets got a little lucky with a few of these matchups where you're facing you know Skylar Thompson. I just don't see you beating Aaron Rodgers and Lambeau and then going out to whatever it's called. Now it's not Mile High anymore, Invesco, whatever it is. I'm just (laughs) going Broncos. That number is so scary, you can't bet the Jets. Raiders laying seven to the Texans.
1: You know what? Uh, Raiders coming off of a bye as well. I'm sure uh, Josh McDaniels did some self-scouting over the last two weeks, trying to figure out how to get his team back and playing the way that we all expected them to play with the start of the season. Um, this is the time where this is all about you know, these guys figuring it out. And I would think that the Raiders are going to put up a big number here. I I could see them scoring 30 points in this game. I'm going to lay the points, and I'm going to take the Raiders.
0: I don't know who the hell the Raiders think they are laying seven to anybody. They shouldn't lay seven to neighborhood children. I'll take the Texans. Uh, This is – all right, Booms, this right here, this is like the end of the line for your boys – Chargers laying five and a half to the Geno Smith experience against the Seahawks.
1: I'm taking the Geno Smith experience with the points at the Chargers, yes. and the reason yes. I'm doing that is because the Chargers just drive everybody crazy. They're a good team, and uh, Justin Herbert is, can be a great quarterback, and they could put up some points. But Geno's having a magical season, man, um, and I think that season's going to continue here against this Charger defense that just has not been as good as we thought it was going to be, and makes me really wonder about. Brandon Staley and 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 what kind of message is he trying to get across to his players? I just, you know, I think Geno's going to, he's going to do fine with his big wide receivers and he'll make plays down the field. I think the Chargers will win the game, but I think the Seahawks will cover the number.
0: Yeah, I, Boomer, I think you said it best. I'm starting to ask questions about, about Staley and not just because of what he did in Cleveland a couple weeks ago, but they, there needs to be an element of precision if you're going to go out and attempt to make a playoff run, attempt to win a Super Bowl. This team just, they do some of the dumbest things. Yep. And look for Seattle. I, I got to tell you something, man. I, they Penny getting hurt was terrible. You always would rather have the one-two punch. But Kenneth Walker third has looked outstanding. Yep. Their second-round pick. They may be better. I hate saying they're better off because the guy got hurt. I'm just saying there's an explosion quotient that they are now adding to this run game. I, I love it. I'm taking the Seahawks. Um, God help us all. Chargers laying seven to the Steelers. Excuse me, Dolphins laying seven to the Steelers. What do you want to do here?
1: Yeah, well, so we got Tua coming back, and everybody's going to be watching every hit that he takes in this game. But I think Tua is a guy that actually will ramp it up. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting Kenny Pickett's probably going to play for the Steelers. I think the Steelers will keep it close. I think the defense will keep it close. So I'm going to take the Steelers in the points. I'm with you
0: on this, and 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 again, I'm not saying that Tua won't come back and pick up where he left off, but uh, people just think laying a touchdown in the NFL. This ain't college. This is different. And the Steelers, I was impressed what they did last week. I know the Bucks are messed up. I understand, but like they started out. I think Brady was three of eleven to open up. Their defense stepped up. I'm gonna take. I'll take the points here and. Uh, that's an ugly game.
1: That's all I can tell yeah, you. We would that not I, normally pick this game, but I make you pick this game. So, that is and I, correct. And I love right. seeing you squirm as you pick it. Yeah, game. it
0: is. It, it, gives you, it gives you nausea. <laughs> uh, this is exciting. This is the Bob Craft wedding nuptial special. <laughs> Patriots laying eight to the back. No better way to celebrate a marriage than uh, watching Pats and Bears. Go and, ahead. And it, looks like,
1: and it looks like Mac Jones is going to play uh, for the Patriots. Um, what do you make of that?
0: Because Zappi's been good.
1: He's been very good. I don't necessarily know that there's a quarterback controversy up there at all. I just think that this is a great way now for Bill Belichick to really hammer Mac Jones and get more out of Mac Jones by using Bailey Zappi's performance as an incentive for Mac Jones to show up and be the quarterback that they drafted. So, you know, this there's always a maturation process. Process that go every quarterback goes through, and nobody can exploit that maturation process better than Bill Belichick. So I think it's good, and I think Mac will have a really good game against the Bears. And you know what? Justin Fields and Bears just don't score. So I I know you were talking about seven points in a game. Hey, they destroyed the Lions, twenty nine to nothing, and I expect them that they will destroy the Bears here as well. So I'll take the Patriots.
0: There may be no bigger mismatch this week than Belichick's brain versus whatever the Bears' offensive brain trust is doing with Justin Fields. I, I feel so bad for the kid. I don't know if he's any good or not. He's just not getting a chance to even show it. So it's a rare spot. I'll lay seven. I'll take the Pats. I, good God. All right, Excuse me. It's eight. Who cares at this point? The I got Bears seven on my
1: sheet. You're telling me. Hey,
0: you. hey, I'm giving you updated lines here. All right, it's seven or eight. listen. Come on, Pat's got to win by double digits, right? Yes. It's just that simple. You said it. All right, let's go with the Patriots. Bob Kraft wedding gift. You get a blender and a win over the Bears. All right. I want. We got some fun. Boomer has passed along something brilliant to me. He is going to play Fraser Crane. He is going to tell you what a ten pack of teams should be thinking this week. We'll get to best of the rest. We'll get to what you should be thinking, the final word. It's all there. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenny. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting
1: spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends.
0: For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to Bluenile.com. That's Bluenile.com. Now, back to Kickoff with Boomer, Asayasin, and Mike Valenti. Hi, right, we are back. It is Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. And uh, this is my favorite part. When we get all the ratty games out of the way and we get to the pure, the pure fun of it, the best of the best, let's hit it. This week's best of the best of the best of the this best week's of the best, best, best of the best Chiefs playing two and a half at San Francisco. I can't wait for it. This is exactly my kind of game right here.
1: It is my time of my type of game as well, and it's a rematch of the Super Bowl. And they've been asking Kyle Shanahan all about that, and you know he's watched the Super Bowl tape. He wants to see what Andy Reid does and. Uh, You know, the Chiefs are coming off of a very, very heated game against the Bills. The 49ers are coming off of a drubbing at the hands of the Atlanta Falcons. And I think they're getting healthier. And I'm expecting that we're going to see Christian McCaffrey in in uniform this week. So with saying all of that, and if Nick Bosa is healthy, I'm going with the 49ers. I'm going to stay with this defensive team. I still think that they are one of the top teams in the league. They're going through an injury bump here. You know what we saw last week from the Chiefs is what I've been saying all year. They're going, to miss, they're going to miss Tyreek Hill in games when they're playing top-end defenses and they're playing an offense that can score You know, with them. Now, I'm not saying yeah. that the San Francisco offense is all that great, but I do think it's good enough to be able to stay in a game like this, and I think the defense, assuming it's getting healthier now, is going to hold down Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I think it's a great game, but I'm going to take the 49ers.
0: Yeah, I'm with you here. Possibility, obviously. Bosa, Trent Williams, Jimmy Ward. Run CMC and really, you know, it's it's funny, Boomer. You know what Garoppolo means in Italian? Covers. Jimmy, sixteen and four against the number as an underdog. Let's go. I'm taking the Niners, taking the two and a half, and I absolutely made up the first part. All right. Let's get to your what are you thinking game, because I'm excited to get into this. I'm gonna give you the team. You're gonna tell me what they should be thinking this week. Are you prepared?
1: I am ready to roll, baby. Giants. All right, so I'm the Giants. Three weeks ago, I was considering trading Saquon Barkley. If we can win this game down in Jacksonville, come back 6-1, there's no way that I'm trading him. And I'm all in trying to make a trade to improve my team so I can make this run to the playoffs. This is about as surprising a team as there is in the NFL. And uh, I got to believe that Brian Dable is impressing upon his team, guys. Let's not take the Jags for granted. Let's go down there. Let's go win this game and come back home 6-1. and one. What would it take to get DJ Moore from the Panthers in your mind? Yeah, I don't think they're going to want to trade DJ Moore, but um, you know, I'm thinking that it would probably take a, at least a couple of draft at least a couple of draft picks because I think his contract is such that if you're trading for him, you're going to be able to keep him for a few more years. All right, let's go to the Jets. My thought about the Jets is i got to figure out what the hell I have at quarterback. i got to see whether or not my quarterback can make plays against a tough defense. And they're going to find out pretty quickly this weekend just how good this Denver defense is. So I want to see Zach Wilson go out there, attempt about 35 passes. I want to get everybody involved. And don't be surprised if you see Elijah Moore deactivated for this game, uh, game and Denzel Mims activated for the Denver Bronco game. So to me, it's still about the quarterback for the New York Jets. Let's go Raiders. Panic has set in. I mean, this is a game that they have to win this week against the Houston Texans. They're coming off of their bye, and I'm sure that, uh, as I said earlier, that Josh McDaniels has self-scouted and tried to figure out ways that he can get this team back in the winning column and do it consistently. This is a huge pressure point in the NFL this weekend. They're playing the Texans. They cannot lose to them at home.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you, too, their defense has been as disappointing as any. They've got more talent on that side of the ball than they've shown. It's just, it's McDaniels. I I
1: don't, like, we're expecting a different story. I just don't buy him. Packers. I'd be worried if I were the Packers. I'm not crazy about how my defense is playing. My offensive line got beat up last week by the defensive line of the Jets. We're not getting much production out of our wide receiver position. And most importantly, our quarterback is openly talking about You know, all these little different things that are putting a lot of pressure on the coaching staff, on the front office. He's basically saying that Brian, the GM, Guttenkust, is going to be involved in trade talks for a wide receiver. And, you know, it just creates a lot of of hesitation and second-guessing. And in my estimation, I think he's trying to be like a leader, but I don't think he's the leader that the Packers really want to be acting this way. So... I would be worried about my uh, short-term future here if I were the Packers. Yeah, I'm in uh,
0: complete agreement. And I don't think they're winning the North either. So, hey, it'll give Aaron a chance to lose a road playoff
1: game instead of a home one. Uh, Broncos, double buyer's remorse right now. Uh, I'm wondering whether or not, as if I bought the team, did I get the right quarterback and coach combination? Because it certainly doesn't look that way. And I don't know if there's a cheesier player, personality-wise, than Russell Wilson in the NFL. And I don't know if he's going to play this week. But if they lose to the Jets with the Jets' offense the way the Jets' offense is, especially their passing offense, and they lose in front of their home fans, you know, you talk about pressure in the NFL. That Bronco oh. fan base is about, uh, I'm telling you, a millimeter away from turning on that entire team. It's funny you say it because think,
0: thinking you got Aaron Rodgers' guru in Nate Hackett and you got what used to be Russell Wilson, you're right. It's like ordering a loaf of bread and
1: they, they, they give you a brick. Uh, Patriots. My feeling about the Patriots is that things are good, man. You know, they, they've they back-to-back huge wins. They should get a win on Monday night. Uh, is there a budding quarterback controversy there? Is that a bad thing? I don't think it's a bad thing for Coach Belichick because I think he's going to want to really motivate Mac Jones. And he knows he has in his back pocket a kid that sh- certainly has shown that he can play. You know, everybody makes a big deal out of the quarterback position, and rightfully so. It's the most important position in all of sports. But when you have something that the Patriots have right now and you can get even more out of your young quarterback Mac Jones by using uh, the success of his you know, rookie backup quarterback from Western Kentucky, it's a thing of beauty, especially while your team is continuing to win. They have a really good defense. They're going to be in every game, and it's a match made in heaven. This particular situation for this particular coach this season. What, what do you think their upside is, though? Do you think it's the same as last year, that
0: if they got in, they're just fodder for whoever they play in the playoffs? I,
1: I think they would have trouble against Kansas City and Buffalo, everybody else they can beat. Real? Oh, my. I, I right. think I think that their defense could be trouble for the Bengal offense, because that would be the other team that I think that will be you know toe-to-toe, and if the Bengals stay healthy and they come through the season like they did last year – then, then all of a sudden now it's a little bit different. I think they're a one and done problem, most likely a one and done yeah. team in the playoffs. Vikings. Man, we're five and one. Does anybody know that? Does anybody even care that we're five and one? And the only team that we lost to is the Philadelphia Eagles, and they are the best team, obviously, in the NFC. Uh, this in is Philly. the quietest five and one team because everybody's talking about the Giants and so what a surprise that is. But does anybody even know that Kevin O'Connell is their coach? And, you know, do they know that Kevin O'Connell uh, and, and Kirk Cousins actually seem to be on the same page offensively? So uh, I think enjoy the ride, man. And, you know, this week they have a, a bye week. Bye week at 5-1, and one, it doesn't get much better than that in the NFL. No, and that's, uh,
0: to me, that's your NFC North champion. I, I just, and look, I don't like Cousins, but... They're winning games, man, and and, and they're they, – you know what it is? They needed the, the – it's like a blood transfusion. They had to get Zimmer out of there with some of the old dinosaur archaic ideas. O'Connell's injected some life into that offense and, and a different mindset and a different way of doing things, and it it's working. So I don't have to love Cousins. They're still <laughs> going to win 10, 11 games. Uh,
1: the Niners. The Niners, for me, are all about getting healthy. You know, this is still a Super Bowl team, and by this trade with Christian McCaffrey, they're telling their fan base, uh, they're raising the stakes out there in the NFC West, and they're basically putting the pressure right now to get back to the Super Bowl because you don't give away four draft picks for a running back. Who will be more than that in Kyle Shanahan's offense? We all know that unless you think you have a Super Bowl-caliber team. So they are all in. They've just bought all in. They've raised the stakes out there in the NFC West. And if they get healthy, I'm telling you, you watch. This team is going to be an absolute beast come the end of the season.
0: They're my Super Bowl pick. I, it might be a kiss of death, but Boomer, I'm with you. And look, I think adding adding McCaffrey and you put – that that that's like a, a warhead for Shanahan. I mean, he can just – He's going to scheme it up, and you've got Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and him, and you're just going, who's the weak link? How are we going to make this guy's life miserable? And they're going to do it again and again and again and again. And it's just – look, look D'Amico Ryan's defense, they win because they get pressure with four or fewer rushers on almost half of the snaps. That is good luck if you're going to run up against it and you can't block it. Uh, you're going to be in some big trouble. I, I love him. That's probably a kiss of death, but I I, I love the Niners. I, that's my Super Bowl team out of the NFC.
1: Uh, the Colts. Well, the Colts, you know, they're playing for their season now. You know, they're 3-2-1. and one. Uh, They went through a lot of headache and heartache early on. Everybody's wondering whether or not uh, the coach was going to be fired. What's going on with the owner calling out Robert Kraft? I mean, not, not Robert Kraft, but Dan Snyder. You know, what what is happening with this team? And all of a sudden, this team now finds itself uh, basically half a game out of first place right behind the Titans. They have to win this game. If they win this game, their season will be officially turned around and they will be one of those teams that, you know, as the season goes on, is going to continue to get better, assuming that they get Jonathan Taylor and Shaquille Leonard back.
0: Are you as surprised as I am they're having this much trouble running the ball? Not, Not just because Ryan threw it 50 times last week. I'm saying all year long it just hasn't
1: looked like the Colts. Well, it's not, you know, Jonathan Taylor's been hurt. It just goes to show you, warning, when you have a great running back that seems to be the center of your offense, there's going to be a very good chance that there's going to be three or four weeks during the season he's not going to be available. And I think that's probably one of the big reasons why the Colts have not won as many games as I thought they would win up to this point. But if Matt Ryan stops turning the ball over, you could see what he can still do. And I think that he's still a very serviceable quarterback. And if they get, Jonathan uh, Taylor back, then they're going to be very difficult to beat, uh, especially offensively. Uh, let's go Eagles. Hey man, you are riding high. You too are on a bye this week. This is a great opportunity to rest, relax, watch some football over the weekend, chill with your family, your girlfriend, you, you know, go away, get out of the Philadelphia area for a while. You can watch some Philly baseball as they're in the NLCS. And at the end of the day, Man, we're riding this thing all the way to the NFC Championship game, and they got really truly a great coach who's got a great relationship with his quarterback, and, man, things couldn't be much better for Howie Roseman and the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Yeah, the one Boomer, the one thing I, I'm I'm kind of interested to see is does their defense up front – they were starting to get moved around by the cow. I was shocked. And, and, again, whether it was Fletcher Cox, whether they put the kid in there, Jordan Davis, I want to see Philly's front get a little more dominant, get a little more – chaos driven i i I feel like they've i don't want to say underachieved but there's another gear for the big boys up front there is i want to see more of that and better second halves please god Mm. i I listen that's all i I can ask for it doesn't mean i'm gonna get it (laughs) all right you ready to get to the final word i am ready to get to
1: the final word let's do it what you say after this don't, don't matter this is the final word All righty, for me, Mike, the final word is, you know, you take a look at the teams that are on the bye this week. That's Buffalo, the Rams, the Vikings, and the Eagles, four great teams, meaning that, you know, we're missing two games. And I hate missing football games, but I do expect that there will be surprises this week, as there are every single week. The question is, which one of these teams, the Giants, the Jets, the Bengals, the Colts, you know what about the what about the Chiefs at the 49ers are going to come away with a victory that is going to basically give them the confidence and propel them forward into the you know the, the final two thirds of the season. So I think some teams have righted the ship. I think some teams have figured it out. But I also think there are teams that are teetering right now on disaster, and one of those teams, of course, is the Raiders. So keep your eye out for what happens this weekend. Who wins surprisingly and. Uh, Who ends up keeping their season on an uptick as opposed to those teams kind of falling off the cliff?
0: Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Maybe maybe I'm buying too much into it. I think if there's a surprise, if there's a team teetering that could get pushed over the edge this week, it's Green Bay. I'd look out for that Commanders game. I I like Heineke. I think he's a spark. I think Green Bay is all kinds of messed up. So, Commanders, man, look (laughs) out. Franchise is a mess, but at least for this weekend. All right, we'll get you next week. That is Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. Everybody enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you next week. It's It's Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.